I'm Brooke. And I'm Jamie. And this is the Truth Fairies Podcast. The truth hurts. So we will be giving our very biased and unqualified opinions on real life situations. From reality TV, relationships, and parenting, we'll cover it all. So So let's let's get started. Hello, hello. Welcome. And welcome to the Truth Fairies Pod. I'm Brooke. And I'm Jamie. And we are podcasting to you. On Easter weekend. It is under the coldest, rainiest, stupidest weather that Boise has ever had. Ever in the history of <laughs> weather. So stupid. So stupid. I got up this morning and I was looking at sandals and boots. And I'm like, gosh, I don't know which one to go with. I went with boots. That was a good choice. We went to an Easter egg hunt. I literally wore like a beanie, winter coat, like... Parka. Yes. Gloves. It is not... We went in, grabbed some eggs left like yeah that's no bounce stupid. house for us it's ridiculous <laughs> nobody wants that no it's so stupid so stupid how are you i'm good. good i'm very good how are you i'm good too i've had another week of a kid being home we Again, can't figure okay. out her, her medical condition is a mystery to all it is we were in the er one day but it's, it's fine She's feeling better a little bit? I think so. But then again, it's Saturday. So Yes, kids always feel better on the weekend. You tell me (laughs) if there's a correlation here. Yeah. Lainey's like, one of her friends called today and wanted her to come over and play. And she's like, I can't. I'm going to another friend's. And the girl kind of got mad. And she's like, she has been in the hospital. I am going over to her house. Like, wow. Psycho. Thanks, Lainey. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. Oh my goodness. So what has been tickling your fancy this week? Um, tickle not I have can tell you, you what's not. Have you had time for your t- um, fancy to be tickled? Tell what? me I'm down for a not to. <laughs> what has not been t- tickling my fancy is that I my brain has been on this 4 a.m. wake up call. Ew. 4 a.m. and it's like like clockwork. Four o'clock, paching, my fat eyes open up and my brain starts going. I hate that I so much. I hate for it. You. I hate it. So I have been like not really sleeping a lot. And so it's stupid. Is there any new like medication that you think could be messing with you? No. Like what is happening? Sometimes I wonder if um I was meant to have less sleep than normal people. Maybe. Because I my husband isn't early to bed kind mm-hmm. of guy. And so we'll lay in bed and watch TV. But like, we, you know, we get the kids in bed early and we're in bed like early. And I think sometimes my body's like, you know what? You do not need eight hours of sleep. <laughs> You're done. You are good at a solid five. I'm jealous. Like I, yeah. I could sleep for 10, 11 hours easy. Yeah. So that has not been really tickling my fancy, although I do enjoy mornings quietly. So have you been like waking up and getting stuff done or like fighting it? Like what's the process? Sometimes I fight it and then I'm like, why am I fighting this? And so then I get up and I go do other things. I start like correcting papers or I do computer work or lately what another thing that has been tickling my fat (laughs) fancy is... (laughs) I've been doing a puzzle that I am loving. Ooh, it's you are massive. a puzzler. I puzzled yesterday for like three hours. I love that. I know. I'm such a nerd. <laughs> puzzled my ass off. But then do you feel like then your whole kitchen or like your whole tea, like dining table is taken up by a puzzle? How do I, you work around that? Well, I have I have a puzzle table. Oh, like yeah. a card table that you so, get in and out? I have two things that are really amazing. And one of them is actually new. So this is currently tickling my fancy. Yeah. I have a bigger, like, rectangle one that stands up. It's like a TV tray. It's like a, oh. not a TV tray, but a breakfast in bed tray. Okay. But it's massive. That's so, so awesome. And it has drawers that you can put the pieces on. But I just recently, my sister gave me a round, like, Lazy Susan puzzle table. What? Um, it can't hold, a, like, a puzzle that's as big as the other one. But what I'm doing with it that I'm loving is putting all the pieces on it, uh-huh. and then I can move, I can, as I'm sitting there puzzling, I can spin the pieces around and find what I need. <gasps> so it's brilliant. Th- this puzzle table you have with the drawers, that's a legit puzzle table. Yes. Like, that is what it's made for. Yes. What? But the problem is, is the puzzle that I'm currently doing is too big for it. Oh, my God. I know. I'm doing a <laughs> huge puzzle. See, I love puzzling, but I, I like the satisfaction. I'm a instant gratification. Mm-hmm. So I like a puzzle that I can do in a 
like a weekend, a yeah. day slash weekend yeah. is my limit. I, me and Jamie Hester started this, what, two weeks, a week ago, whenever two she weeks, was here? That was two weeks whenever. ago. Yeah. Listen to me talking like a teenager. Whenever she was here, no, we started that, this. That is the correct use um, of whenever she, whenever no. it was that she was here. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Thank exactly. you. Okay. Anyway, so we started it then and it's just been sitting on my table because it's too big because wow. it's like a 2000 or, or you are crazy. Anyway. So, but it's not a hard one. It's just, there's, you know, literally 2,000 pieces. That makes it hard. <laughs> so I love it. Um, fun. Speaking of Jamie Hester coming for the weekend, can we talk about our bathroom friend that wanted to, oh. that sexually harassed? <gasps> oh my gosh. Yes. This, okay. That you loved her? I loved her. <laughs> her she's in my phone. Are you serious? I'm so serious. I don't even remember her name. I don't either, but she's in there. I was mad at her. First of all, she wanted to motorboat our friend Abby. <laughs> like in the women's public bathroom at the restaurant we were at. She immediately she was, literally like, was like, wow. I love your boobs. Yeah. We're like, hi, welcome. Hey, hey. Hi, I'm Brooke. You, we are going to need you to step back. She didn't like mine. Take your face I, off of her. <laughs> not of it. No, we were in, what was it called? Western Proper in Western downtown Proper. Boise. And four of us. Five yeah. of us, four uh-huh. of us, five of us. Wow, five. <laughs> yep. And um, we're just hanging out, having appetizers. We were getting ready to go to the voice box and do some karaoke. And we meet this lady in the bathroom <laughs> who literally is in, like, and it was kind of a chilly evening, but not really. It was like like two weeks ago when it was warm outside. Yeah, like 60s. So it was like comfortable, you know, so us like Idahoans are <laughs> dressed lightly because it's warmer weather. I'm in like a full tank top. <laughs> she, and this lady is like in one of those coats that's like... The ones that go clear down to your knees uh-huh. that are like the puff coats. <laughs> Scarves. <laughs> got boots. Full boots. And, like boot boots, not just like fashionable <laughs> boots, like boots and a, a scarf and layers. And we're walking out of the bathroom and she she is like just kind of starts talking to us, which is fine. But we really like she was we just it started and we couldn't stop. So she ended up next thing we know. Next thing we know, she we meet her husband. She hang, she meets all of our people and then she joins us. They show up with in our room at the voice box and karaoke with us all night. This woman is from California. We have, yep. we do not know her. No. From Adam, let's just say. But I was kind of mad about like I was I was fine with her but when she's like me and my husband are going to come I'm like no you cannot bring your husband I'm like it's a girl's night you can't bring your husband she's like it's fine you'll like it he's literally a girl I was like yeah she didn't she (laughs) say that she's like he's fine I'm like no but Jamie was like we're best friends we don't even care that was funny yeah it was funny (laughs) it was funny we had a great time so hey if you're out there call me You, you should text her. <laughs> I should text her and tell her that she's on the podcast. Oh, my god! Oh, that was funny. Anyway. Anyway, should we move on? Yeah. Oh, we haven't done. You, what's tickling you? Oh, my fancy. Um, okay, so the thing about Pam has wrapped Tickled up. Tickled you. I, I don't know what my obsession with this woman, this show, Keith Morrison. Like, I don't I'm know obs- what your obsession <laughs> is. <laughs> I'm obsessed. And I think it's. It's just like it. Everyone gets murdered. Like murder's so common. <laughs> Everybody. Gets I mean, murdered. everyone's gonna end up murdered. It's the end thing. But it's like it's the husband. It's the drug deal gone bad. It's the affair. It's not your best friend that wants your one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Like that, women don't murder their best friends. No. And then just like her complete. What do they say? Like sociopaths think they're smarter than everyone mm-hmm. and think that they'll never get caught. Yeah. She is a complete like she didn't even do a good job. She didn't even cover her tracks. Hmm. But the prosecutors and the detectives were so convinced it was the husband that they would didn't not even look, even look at her. It was the defense attorney that was like, it's this chick. Mm-hmm. Thousand percent. It's this chick. Oh, my God. So anyway, the Renee Zellweger show wrapped up and I finished that. And then last night I had to plug in an antenna to my TV <laughs> so that I could watch Dateline live oh. to watch the update on the thing about Pam. Wow. Because I'm I'm completely obsessed. Wow. And they had the prosecutor, Leah Askey, that was like the one that was so focused on the husband on. Mm-hmm. And she is still convinced it was the husband, even though he was exonerated. She oh, will wow. not like even look at anything. She's like, I haven't seen any facts that show me any otherwise. Did and you say, what about innocent until proven guilty? <laughs> Keith, 
And he and he was proven it. Like he was yeah. proven innocent. Right. Keith Morrison about lost his mind. <laughs> and I love it when Keith loses his mind. Like I love it when he's like are you kidding What's me? What's wrong with you? It's my favorite thing. Oh, I'm going to have to watch it. I have to confess I have not Please yet. Please watch it. But I will. I also almost started watching that Jessica, not Jessica Simpson. What the hell's her name? Oh, that <laughs> Vanessa Lachey. Vanessa Lachey. Lachey. So I'm the gonna, ultimatum? Yes. Uh, I'm going to give it a chance. Okay, do. Okay. You'll hate it, but I need to get Of course I will. I need to watch it again. Okay. Okay. Shall we move on to... The Weird and Wacky World. I love that. I do too. Love I button. love music. <laughs> okay, I have it today, and it is very weird and wacky. So this is a Reddit post from, I think it's just like one of the Glitch in the Matrix or just like Supernatural <sighs> You know I things. love glitches. Dude, it's so crazy. So this one says, I was in the car with my mom heading home from a museum we had been to multiple times before. So obviously the road we took should have been familiar. But maybe 20 minutes into the drive, we both realized we're completely lost on some back road neither of us had ever seen before. We pull up Google Maps to get back on the road, and it starts navigating us. Maybe another 10 minutes later, the road has become a narrow dirt path in the woods. But Google is still telling us to go this way, so whatever. You always follow Google. Yeah, I mean, I do. (laughs) Trust it. All of a sudden, this narrow dirt path opens up into a brand new paved road. The woods open into a massive field, and we're right in the middle of a shiny new suburban area. There was a sign on the side of the road, but it was completely blank. The GPS told us to drive through the suburbs, so we did. It was empty. No cars, no people. It was daytime, but there wasn't a single light on any window. Everything looked brand new, but there was no construction or road equipment anywhere, and there were no stores or gas stations or anything, except for what looked like a McDonald's with no branding. What? We kept going for 10 minutes or so, and the road turned back into dirt and went right back into the woods, and maybe five minutes later, we were back in our normal town. Five minutes later. What? Now, this could have easily been some weird testing area, but there were no no trespassing signs. It wasn't fenced off. No one guarding it. No evidence of anyone staying there. It was just empty. And she kind of got the, she said she got a feeling the whole time that she shouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. So they looked on the Google Maps and it's still like the map doesn't show that there's a neighborhood there. It just shows the woods. And they've tried oh. to go back and find it again. And they can't. Uh-uh. <gasps> that is so creepy. Isn't that wacky? I love that. I know. How weird. Isn't that weird? So it was either like they went into another like dimension. Dimension. Like, whoop, we're just. But. That doesn't really explain. Like a fold in the, um, a, uh-huh. yeah. Like a wrinkle. yeah, a wrinkle, if you will. Or I Googled like abandoned neighborhoods because in the back of my mind, I felt like I had seen a YouTube video where there, like there's full neighborhoods that have been built and then just abandoned, like maybe during the recession, but mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense. But yeah, that, with no signs, no active sign, and especially... Now, where I don't know, like you'd pick where it. was this at? Does it say? Uh, no. Okay. So yeah, like if some if a builder had started a project and then the recession hit, would you just write it off and never like go back? You go to back it? to it, and I think it would be like a work in progress. There, yeah, you'd right? see buildings. I mean, because you don't build a whole neighborhood and then have people move in. Right. Like, it's one house at a time. Mm, so, that is so creepy. Isn't that the weirdest thing? How trippy. I love it so much. I know. And the fact that she can't find it again, that too. she cannot go back. Because if it was there, you'd think you'd be able to find it. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like she was, was the museum in her city? Like 20 minutes away. Oh, Okay. Okay. It's like a neighboring city. And she so it wasn't like she was in her city and then went into this mystery city and then was back in her city. Exactly. It was like she... Okay. It was like on the way from on another way. city to her city. That is so weird. I know. I would love that. Isn't that fun? It's like when you go to a ghost town. You know, when you go to a ghost town, you get all the feels of a ghost town. It's uh-huh. like, there is nobody here. And how weird and eerie that... Oh, I right. love that. I love but weird. But if it's in between two towns, like... Like, how how has has nobody found that? And how is every homeless person on the planet not taking residence? That's what I was going to say. It, like, there would be squatters. If that was easily findable, people would have inhabited it. Yeah. It's like, remember when I went to the cabin in 
Island Park. Mm -hmm. And I took a, I was following the GPS and I ended up in that, like up in the, on a dirt road somewhere in the middle of the night. Okay. It wasn't, it was like eight o'clock, but it was dark. It was dark. And I was so scared. Yes. Yeah. It was very scary. Yeah. I don't like to be lost. So weird How feeling. did we ever survive in life without GPS or Google? The Google, if you will. No, honestly. And I mean, there was the middle area era of MapQuest. Yeah. Remember MapQuest? Which was like cutting edge. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's good. I got MapQuest. I'm good. See, and that was when I was a reporter. So I was going to unknown locations every single day. You were MapQuesting everything. So you'd look everything up. You'd print off your MapQuest. You'd be in there. And then I'd call like the, back to the mm-hmm. newsroom and be like, I'm lost. You need to help me figure out where to go all the time. Oh, wow. So yeah, before that, what did you just get out? Like you a, just drove places? Did you, like an old-fashioned map? Like a atlas? You know what? I do remember one time driving to California uh-huh. and using an actual map. Oh, yeah, me too. And being like, okay, you got to stay on, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And Wow. When we I were, went to school it, in Hawaii, we would tr- drive around and try to use maps. Like and, we were literally cavemen and women. <laughs> or you stop and ask for directions. Yeah. That's so weird. It's weird to think about it. How far we've come. How far we've come. Look at how far we've come. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Shall we move on to the meat of today's podcast? The meat of the podcast. The oh, honey. The oh, honey. Oh, honey. Oh, honey. Okay. Yes, I'm going to go first. Yay. Okay. But up, but up. Here we go. This. <clears throat> it's really sad to me that I have to use such a large <laughs> print. You're on, on 28 point form. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. Okay. Um, this is a TIFU from Reddit. Okay. Um, it says, my current wife and I were both married previously and both had three children each. We went to high school like together. the Brady Bunch. The Brady Bunch. We went to high school together in a small town. Both of our families are well-known in the area with deep roots. Um, both families began here a long time ago. Last year, I got my wife an Ancestry DNA kit as a gift because she wanted to know more about her European roots. Uh Uh-oh. Things are going to go bad. (laughs) I know. And her sister decided to do the same. When their results were posted, it started making family connections, um, which included my mother, my oldest son, my uncle, etc. Oh, no. Okay. So, yeah. So, and showing her connection to his son from his previous marriage. And to his mother. Yeah. So my wife's mom comes in the room, so they ask ask her how we could be related. Her mom starts to cry and says that when she was very young, she overheard someone say, Tom isn't your father, Jimmy is. Um, So her mother was from an older generation, and so it was something they just kind of put out of her mind and convinced herself it was just a rumor and not true. So um, it says, I called my mom, asked if she ever heard a rumor that her father could be my that her father could be my wife's mother's father as well. She gets quiet for a moment and says, yes, I have. And it was believed to be true by her mom, um, as well as that her dad was a well-known cheater and womanizer. Oh, no. So we look further into the information on 23andMe, and it literally says that my wife and my oldest son share a (gasps) great-grandparent. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So more of us are now getting the test on the same platform, um, but it appears a w or a World War II era secret has come to light. Um, yeah. So it's her. It's his wife's grandpa, and and his sons. They basically are first cousins, cousins then, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh. it says, um, and then they edit it. Shoot. Let's see. Um, to clear to clarify, all the kids are both from first marriages, so they do not share children. Right. My mom and my wife's mom are apparently half sisters. My wife's mother is quite upset, and World War II was hard on everyone. <laughs> For multiple reasons. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So um, what do you do? You're 40 years old. You find out Aaron is your first cousin. <laughs> you never knew. First is off, it too late? It's or... vasectomy time. It is. Snip, snip. There... Snip, snap. <laughs> do not... Clip, clap. Do not risk procreating with your first cousin. Your first cousin. But I feel like even if you weren't raised as cousins, you didn't know each other, there was no, like, familiarity yeah. that I would feel – I would feel gross about it. I would – Are you going to get divorced? Would I – dude. You're like, we'll still – you know, we'll still raise our kids together because we'll be at all the family events. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's but, why you cannot hide 
things like this. Stop keeping secrets. Seriously. Stop keeping secrets. If you made a mistake and there was a weird pregnancy, you need to just own it. Yeah. Because we need to know this. You know, I don't I don't think I would get divorced oh just over that. But would it change the dynamic of your marriage? I feel Do you like think it, all of a sudden you'd be like, ew, stop kissing me, you freak? I feel like I would take some time <laughs> to get over. And like what if you then started kind of seeing mannerisms like in your spouse of like your dad or like oh. you kind of like Oh, that's that's why you remind me of my dad. <laughs> Remember when I always wanted to marry somebody like my dad? I did. Just not related to my dad. I thought weird. it was such a positive thing. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, oh, my gosh. Gross and weird. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I could. I mean, you're in too deep. But, man, you got to make sure you're not passing that along. Yeah. No more babies. Yeah. And then be clear about who's all related so those stepkids don't end up like... Yeah. You guys are actually related. Yeah. Because, you know, you hear about step siblings, like, hooking up or, like, yeah, falling in love if they're older. Yeah. Or even, like, you have, yeah, you, like, you have kids that they don't, they're not in a, in touch with their biological parent. Yeah. And then they end up being, yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It's secret secrets are no fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, I was debating about doing this one, but it's actually related. So I will just for fun. Okay, so a 41-year-old mother of five had always wanted a big family. After having three daughters and a son, a health issue meant she sadly wouldn't be able to have any others biologically. So she and her husband, Dave, discussed adopting a fifth child at this point. As he was stationed abroad for a short time and not wanting to uproot their kids or disrupt her business, they decided to table the discussion until his return. However, during his time overseas, Dave, who's now 48, suggested they look into international adoption. Although this wasn't something she'd considered before, she came around to the idea. Dave suggested they look into the adoption and handled most of the paperwork. Uh, As soon as the couple welcomed home a new addition to their family, a baby boy named Kaylin. So he was overseas. He orchestrates the Mm -hmm. whole thing. Here's our I know where this is going. (laughs) Bastard. So taking to Reddit, the unnamed mom wrote, I am smitten with the child. As he grew, he's seven now. Family members and friends would comment that he looked so much like the other children, and they couldn't tell he was adopted. I've even joked that he did, and my husband would always laugh this off. However, while moving important documents to a new safe, something about the adoption papers suddenly struck her as odd. So she sent off for a DNA test. The results showed that Dave is indeed Kaylin's biological father. Oh, you shady bastard. You shady man. So, of course, like, she's been raising this kid as her own since... Day one. Day one. And she says, to know my husband cheated and then passed off Kaylin as some random kid we adopted makes me sick. So, of course, he confessed that he, while he was stationed overseas, he had an affair. The, the woman who had the baby didn't want to keep the baby. And so he said, you know, propose this idea. And she went with it. So she's now thinking that she's going to divorce Dave. Wow. Yes, divorce Dave. But, yes, divorce Dave. But you're still going to be raising his kid. Hey, but you know what? That is shady business. Can you believe that? That is shady business. And and if she was given the choice to raise that baby in the beginning, would she have done it? Right, right. Probably not. And you know what? And maybe she would. I had a friend who her husband had an affair and got a girl pregnant and they raised the baby. She raised that baby. Really? Yeah. Um but wow, that like takes you don't a, that get to take a, you don't get to make that decision for her, right? Right, and imagine if you that is huge, right? And especially at the, in this time where like DNA you will testing get is so you know you such cannot a thing. get away with that. Wow, and this is what I wonder: uh, d- did the mom really give permission, right, or did he just? snag this baby. Go, this is my baby and I'm taking it to America. Taking it. But on the other hand, say she really didn't want to raise the baby and it's his baby. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so you come home with the baby and you say, this is what I've done. Look what I, this is what I made. Yeah. Do you, you want to help me raise it or do you want to divorce my ass? And yeah. And both answers are fair. Right. Yeah. And then at least she has the decision. So then these kids also like, Oh this gosh. is actually your biological brother. Seven years into thinking yeah. and telling that kid. Yeah. 
<laughs> so man. Weird. So weird, huh? That is, oh, I would kill him. I would kill him. I Not know. the kid, the husband. No. Not this poor little kid. kid's fault. But I wonder where overseas he was that the kid doesn't, like, isn't a different ethnicity or anything. Yeah. He looks just like the other kids. Yeah. I don't know. That's bizarre. Isn't that bananas? Mm-hmm. By the time, so I found this on a website. By the time I went to Reddit to, like, read her story on Reddit, she had deleted it. Oh, really? Yeah. So huh? she probably doesn't want us talking, <laughs> talking about it on her podcast. Yeah, well, you know what? That's on you. You put it out there. You did. Yep. Anything you put on the internet, <laughs> it is never going away. It's fair game. Okay, so apparently I went down the road today of, like, entitled people. So here I've got a couple um, entitled people stories. So this one says, this is a 38-year-old female. She says, I have kids, four kids, ages 11 months, 3, 5, and 10. I love them all more than anything, but I'll be the first to admit that our house is constant chaos and it can get very exhausting. Mm -hmm. Welcome to parenthood. Preach. Yep. Yep. My sister, who is 35, nope, 33, is child-free, but loves my kids and was happy to watch the older two, sometimes older three, to help me keep my sanity. This has been extremely helpful, and I tell her all the time how grateful we are for her help. The thing is that the kids used to go over to her house, but right now they couldn't because my sister was fostering an elderly chihuahua. Oh. Okay, Kristen? Is this Kristen? My sister claimed she couldn't have them over for the time being because they would stress out the dog. Her dog was extremely frail and timid, so I think that this was a fair assessment. This was the fourth dog she has fostered, all of which couldn't be around my kids. Okay. Maybe she's speaking to you. (laughs) The most recent dog took eight months to find a home for, but most of her other dogs took even longer. When she told me she found an adopter, I knew I could finally breathe a sigh of relief and joked about how glad I was that she could babysit again. (laughs) Okay. Okay. My sister proceeded to tell me, um, proceeded to tell me that there was a second dog that desperately needed a new foster. So she planned to take in that one as soon as her current dog was gone. So she couldn't do any more babysitting than she already is um, because sometimes she comes over to my house in the morning to help out. Mm. I could literally feel my stress level spike. I haven't ever done this before, but I opened up to her about how much I've been struggling since she got the dog how little sleep I get each night, and how my husband hasn't been helping as much as he should, and some other deeply personal issues that I've been struggling with. Then I asked her point blank to not get another dog. (gasps) Yeah. Okay. She comforted me, but ultimately didn't agree on anything and said she needed some time to think. I know I'm making a lot, I'm asking a lot of her since rescuing dogs is her passion, and that is why I feel so guilty, but I don't have anyone else to help me. I can't afford a babysitter long-term, and my friends all have their own kids to look after. Above all, my kids will always come before a dog, and that's the reason I was willing to request it. I've told a few different people about the situation and gotten a wide range of heavily biased opinions. Mm. So that's why I decided to come here. Um, Was this unreasonable? I would never demand her to do anything that she didn't want to, but is it really wrong to just be honest about my situation and earnestly ask her? It's not wrong to tell her how you feel. But it is absolutely wrong to expect her to give up what she's passionate about to help you. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I mean, for some people, like Kristen, for example, taking in her little fosters is like her passion project, right? Like that is what brings her joy and she gives back by doing that. She loves that. Yeah. And, I mean, it sounds like this 33-year-old sister of hers that doesn't have children of her own, that's, this is probably, like, these are probably her, like, her children, the way she, right. you know. And it's what fulfills her. It's yeah. what makes her feel like she's doing something good in the world. And we all know how that feeling is. You need that thing for yourself to yeah. ma- make you and feel. I'm sorry, but that is not children for all people. Exactly. Yeah, it's different for everybody. You know, that is not children. And so. And even it's not children for all parents. Yeah. Like We've learned that the hard way. <laughs> it's not like you have kids and suddenly don't have any other passions or right. anything else that needs to, you know, you, especially moms, you need to be fulfilled in multiple ways. Right. But my thought with it is like, just because you, and like she says, my kids are the most important things. Yeah. To you. To you. To you. And a lot of people choose to not have kids because I, they're kind of a lot of work. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so my sister 
does not owe me anything. Like she does not owe me to have to stop doing what she loves to do because I really need help. Right. There are resources out there. Right. Oh, man. And the husband. Yeah, tap into that one. Yeah, he made yeah, them. Yeah, he yeah he grew them. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't grow them. Well, but he I mean, he contributed one night yeah. of fun for them. So that yeah. makes him so culpable. He needs, to be, he needs to be doing something about this. Yeah, uh, and like I said in the beginning, it's fine to tell your sister how you feel or that you've been struggling, but not in a way to guilt her into it. Like yeah. you can, you know, I'm really tell her all your issues, tell her you're struggling, but then don't say. So could you please not get the dog? So please don't ever do anything you want to do anymore because I'm really going to need you with these kids. (laughs) And, and. Not your place to ask. This is the other thing. You, you don't get to lock somebody in for life. Like it sounds like this sister is coming over in the mornings and helping her get the kids up and ready for the day and whatever. Which is a lot. Which is a lot. Anyway. Yeah. So you don't just get to like. (laughs) <laughs> you don't get, you know, maybe I need your help for a month or two, but whatever. But you don't get to just be like, wow, why are you doing stuff you want to do? We've got kids to raise. No more dogs. Our no. kids need to That's come it. first. These kids need to come first. Oh my gosh. And it sounds to me like maybe the sister, maybe the sister's using this as a way to to put some distance there. Right. Right. I mean, because she is like literally scheduling one dog after the other and saying, oh, this, these aren't good around kids. Right. Maybe whatever. she has a hard time saying no yeah. and setting boundaries. And, and the sister maybe has taken advantage of her. And yeah. she, this is her way to like. Buffer. Yeah. To say, I don't want to damage the relationship by flat out refusing. That would actually be like a really smart plan. Right. Right. And it just seems like she's been doing this for a really long time. And now all of a sudden it's just all these dogs, you know. Right. In a row. I think I think this is a mess. Play, pay attention to social cues. Right. Right? Some people aren't good at saying no. Some people are good at taking in a lot of homeless dogs. Yeah. To get and the point across. God bless them. And, yeah. Yeah. So. Ew. Yeah. People suck. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. I have a couple funny Easter candy stories. There's nothing funny about Easter candy. <laughs> And I would like to officially declare that Easter is the best candy holiday. Oh, hands down. Why? I mean, it's The just mini ends. egg, the Cadbury egg, mm-hmm. the peep. Yes. I know people will argue. Oh, no. Oh, I love a good peep. The Starburst jelly beans. Ooh, yes. Oh. Have you had the jumbo ones? Oh. The big old no. fatty yeah. Mm-mm. I mean, normally I'm a pop a handful of like Skittles or jelly beans in my mouth. I'm not a one mini candy at a person eater. Mm-hmm. Wait. At, no. At a time. <laughs> but I am not a person eater typically. Like I want to, like my husband will eat these tiny little bites and I'm like, I want a mouthful. Oh, I want my mouth so full. Me too. Just oozing. But these jumbo jelly beans, like, you can literally bite them in half. What size? Show me on your hand. Like, they're like this big. Okay. It is a full mouthful of jelly bean, and mm-hmm. they're, they're the Starburst kind. Oh, oh, yeah. I got them I on, do love like, that. clearance post-Easter last year. Wow. And I'm still nibbling on them. <laughs> <laughs> Candy doesn't stand a chance at my house. It's so good. So, yeah, the caramel, I mean, there's just... I am just a huge, as you know, yeah. mini eggs are my thing. Oh, and they're so good. So good. And we actually went to Epi's to dinner like two nights ago, and they had a dessert that was like an ice cream mini <gasps> egg cake. What? I'm not even kidding. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, it was. I Actually, I didn't eat any. I just looked at it because I was so fat and full, oh, and I couldn't take one like, I in. wish. Um, and when they try to take like an Easter candy and make it for another holiday, it just... No. It doesn't work. Let's talk about the shit chocolate. Oh. Ugh, like the like the the little bunny pal- like the Palmer. Yes. Like the Palmer brand. Don't do that. Mm-mm. Don't do you like okay, this is something that was brought up the other day. You know like the Reese's peanut butter eggs? Yes. Okay, let me tell you. Okay. That's, that's a weird thing for me because I I love a peanut butter cup. Right. But I don't like a peanut butter cup in any other form. Oh, and I think they're better. I think it's the peanut butter to chocolate ratio mm-hmm. in a cup is perfect for me. Mm-hmm. And when you start changing the shape, it throws off that balance. It's a lot more peanut butter. Yeah. I love a peanut butter egg. I think they're so much better than a cup. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I'll be down. And the big 
peanut butter cup and the mini peanut butter cups are also a different ratio. Yes. Which would yes. you prefer? It's like uh, they're just different. Mm-hmm. I think I actually prefer a regular size. The flat size. I mean, it's like eating two different. It's like comparing a Skittle and a Starburst. Yeah. Very different. I know. Somehow it is. It is. Okay. Well, listen to this little Cadbury story. So this <laughs> this man wrote, wrote this is a TIFU. Okay. wrote, um, TIFU by eating a chocolate egg that is potentially worth $10,000. Mm. <laughs> I am an international student studying in the UK, and so I don't really keep up with the ads here. A few months ago, Cadbury released 145 prize-winning eggs across the UK uh, with the chance of winning a range of cash prizes, including $10,000, which he says is half my university tuition. Long story short, I was scrolling through Instagram today and saw the prize-winning egg that looked identical to the one I ate a couple of hours ago. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. It then dawned on me I potentially ate $10,000, possibly digested, eventually pooped out. Worse yet, the ad I saw was a skit about a person who accidentally ate the egg. Oh, no. Felt like Himalayan sea salt on my gushing open wound. (laughs) I don't actually know what else to say other than utter defeat. I think I have officially hit the lowest point in the short 21 years of my life. Oh, shit. Can you even imagine? I wonder, is there a rapper? Is there some Mm -hmm. form of proof that he could... That's what people were saying, like, go through your garbage, because if there's a code, there's got to be a code. Right. That they've got to put in. Something that confirms that you are the (laughs) candy winner. But then I think he said that he was going to do that, but then when he looked at the thing, you can't eat the egg. Oh, no. Like, it's part of the contest. Like, that's the the fine print, (laughs) right? That's the guy in the commercial that says, you may not eat the egg. Yes. It's like in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory when he finds the golden ticket. Uh Uh-huh. And as a kid, it, like, it killed me to my inside when he dropped the chocolate on the ground and mm-hmm. just took the thing and ran. Uh-huh. Like, but your chocolate. Get the chocolate. Get the chocolate. Get the chocolate. Yeah. Can you uh, believe it? No, that's terrible. Okay. And I'm going to read this other one, too. Okay. So I'm not even giving you I, a turn. That's it. I'm off the podcast. You don't get a turn. So she writes, this is a woman, another TIFU. She says, this is so stupid, and it happened last night, and I'm sure we'll both laugh at it eventually. But husband is still kind of ticked. So, I was being a trash goblin last night and staying up into the wee hours to eat Easter candy and play video games, which I don't do that often. Anyway, who does anyone else enjoy Robin's eggs, she says. Those neon-colored malted balls they sell this time of year. The little eggy ones, you know. Yeah. Well, as a kid, I used to do the stupid thing where I would lick them and smear the color all over my lips. lips. Your lipstick, (laughs) of course. Yes, we've all done that. Hey, free lipstick. But you got to do the blue. The blue. Oh, I know, because then you look so edgy. Mm-hmm. So she says, do not ask me what compelled me to do this, but I did it last night with a blue one. We know what compelled you because mm-hmm. it's fun yeah. and you are a human Everybody's being done this. that deserves some joy in your life. So then, of course, I became, <laughs> because I am a trash goblin, <laughs> I forgot all about it, fell asleep, slack-jawed, upright on the couch with the lights on and the TV still going. Next thing I know, they're shouting, panicking sounds, and I'm being shaken violently. (laughs) And by the time I come to, I see my husband fumbling with his phone. I kind of flapped my arms angrily and said something like, what's wrong with you? That's how she wrote it. (laughs) What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Yeah, he had been about to call 911 because he walked out. On, walked in on his wife, passed out with blue lips. He thought I was choking. <laughs> he was pretty incensed when I told him it was candy. It's the dumbest thing I've ever had to explain in my whole marriage. <laughs> that is great. You know, my whole childhood, we had a tradition of painting our lips blue with the robin eggs and taking a family photo. Like, we have years of family yeah. photos with blue eggs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. You have to. It's just part it's of it. who we are. Yeah. That's funny. So, At least he didn't, like, already call 911. Right. Which and it was Maybe he already... should have. Yeah. Can you imagine? But you walk in, they're just uh, sitting straight up with blue lips. Oh, how terrifying. I know it really is. Okay. Okay. So, my last story. Okay. Is this my last? I mean, I'll go all day. Okay. <laughs> That's what she <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Um, okay, this one, this is another entitled one. I love, I hate entitled people. But and I love so talking about it. It's them. so fun to talk about. Okay. This is a guy, he says, I was laid off September 2021. My wife is a stay-at-home mom to our three kids. The loss of our only income caused tremendous hardships on me and my wife, but also on our oldest daughter who struggles with anxiety. 
We were forced to move, so my daughter had to change schools. My daughter is a gifted dancer, and the only refuge from her severe anxiety is her competitive cheer squad. We were determined to keep her in cheer, so we reached out to my older sister. I have a strained relationship with my whole family, but my mom is on a fixed income, and my younger sister is struggling as much as I am. Both my older sister and her husband make six figures. When I told her about my situation, she told me she'd pay for my daughter's chair. I made sure we... I made sure she knew the tuition costs and that other expenses would be involved, such as uniforms and things like that. And she said she understood. So this is back in September. Okay. Fast forward to March 2022. So this has been going on for a good six months, right? Okay. My daughter's squad qualified for a tournament in Florida. My wife and I researched for days to find the cheapest flights and hotel. We found a hotel, a very cheap rental car, and reasonable flights before sending the information to my sister, explaining how much we appreciate her and how much this means to us. She texted back that she would not be paying for our travel. That was not part of our agreement. I reminded her I told her there would be expenses, and this was directly related to cheer. No response. A week goes by, and I reach out again, pleading to please help us out. This means everything to my daughter. This expense would break us, and my sister can easily afford it. No response. I texted her husband. He said he would not get involved. The deadline to pay was looming, so I texted one last time, literally begging my own sister. She texted back, I'm not an effing bank. My wife, understandably upset, texted something texted something back to her in anger, but then quickly apologized. No response. If this was about me, I would not keep asking, but she made a promise to my daughter. Oh. When we told my daughter, she was heartbroken. I took a photo of her and sent it <gasps> in the family group chat. Oh, I, wow. Yeah, passive aggressive. Uh-huh. I told them my daughter should never have to suffer because of my mistakes and that regardless of how they feel about me and my wife, this is about my child. My mom texted me back privately and said she would give us what money she could. I asked my sister if she would pay for half of it if mom could get the other half. No response. Two days ago, we went to cheer practice, and the gym owner told us that the April tuition was not paid, and my daughter can't practice. She promised me and my family she would pay for this for her niece, only to stop when we needed it most. My mom and younger sister both don't seem to think my sister is wrong because she paid a few months. Okay, six months. Um, am I the asshole for holding my sister accountable for the promise she made? Oh, oh, that's a hard one. You don't think it is? Do no, it's... I don't think it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, well, okay. I I would like to know how big of a discussion there was about how long she like. Is this a, an eternal thing? Is she going to pay for it forever until she's like? Is she, she? They just said teenager. I don't think it said an age. I was trying to like Mm-mm. peek over your shoulder. How old yeah, is this nope. girl? It didn't have because an age. Because sometimes these little girls start cheering at age 18 Eight. months. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's infant chair. Sometimes they're in the womb with their but, little palms. But even then, he was laid off in September of 2021. So and I he don't, has a new job, right? I, it doesn't say. No, because he said they moved. They had to move. They had to move. Oh, was that because probably they... Probably because of their... Ha- they, oh, so it didn't say because of his new job. No. So, so we're assuming he's still unemployed. Yeah, a lot of questions. So if he, A, if he is still unemployed, mm-hmm. that is on you, buddy. Yeah. Second, that is, a, that is very generous. First of all, let's get rid of the idea that because somebody makes good money... That they owe it to people who don't. One thousand percent. Yep. Um, you know what I mean? Like that. Like you don't. You just, can afford you this. What is wrong with yeah. you? Just because you have the money doesn't mean that you that you are you somehow owe that to other people who right. are less fortunate. And right. because the thing is, is truly, most people don't make a lot of money by accident, right? I mean, right. you work your ass off. You you know. Anyway. Yeah. So it's like the go getters and people that you know whatever. So. Whatever. Right. Yeah. Anyway, um, so and that's a huge thing to offer to take to pay for cheer. Because let me just tell you, my kids did cheer. My t- kids did drill. You know, cheer right. is expensive. Competitive cheer right. is a. Uh, it is ridiculous. I have no experience with any sort of competitive sport because my children are have no discernible um, physical skills or talents. <laughs> Which I have literally thanked God for. Like, thank you for not giving me physically, like, talented kids. Because I I don't know that I could do it. Not the money would be one thing, but just the mental, like, 
you are you've done you've done I, it. We've done it. We've done it with a few. I mean, and really, so they did. So you've done the travel for the competitions yeah. and the different yeah. like you have to have this bow with this. Oh, and this green sparkly eye makeup. <laughs> oh, and, and the specific... and the cheer faces where they have to do that. Mouth open, <laughs> nod, and wink. We, we've done it all. We've done it all. Wasn't there like a specific MAC red lipstick that Katie... Yes, you have to do MAC red lipstick for a drill. That's Ooh, what we had to I just have. like, I think my inner rebel, like I hate conformity so bad. <laughs> not not You're really. You're like, not my child. I just, I She's feel... She's <laughs> showing up with malted robin egg blue. <laughs> Like, you have to do it. I totally get that. And yeah. when your kid is into something, you do it. And I would. Whoops. But it's like, it would be a torture. struggle. It's torture. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a lot that goes into that. So I, the fact that he, that the sibling was willing to pay for the lessons, that's huge. Yeah. But you don't, you don't get a full vacation, <laughs> a full Florida family vacation right. out of this. Right. Like, that is presumptuous. Were they going to book the, I guess for everybody, the whole family was going to go. Well, it, and that's the other thing is it'd be different. It, like my guess, if the daughter was just going, then maybe it'd be different to be like, you know, this is what it's going to cost to fly her there, whatever, like for the team to take her and go. Right. But it sounds like they're getting hotels and airfare and rental cars. Rental car. Yeah, that's that, the whole thing. Your kid is not getting the rental car. That's mom and dad and the other kids going. Right. They. That is, no. And. That's not in the deal. No. And then when he sends the picture on the group chat. Um, <laughs> Look at our devastated yeah. daughter. Okay, dirt bag. And then when he says, my daughter should never have to suffer because of my mistakes. No, that is exactly what how life works. That's having your, kids. Yeah, yeah, your kids will suffer from your mistakes. So yeah. do better. Get a job. Get a job. And. Don't be. How many kids or teenagers do you see on Facebook you know, making something, selling something, offering services to earn money for a cheer competition or something like that. Like kids can earn. Yeah. A, I bet if the sister even and... saw that the daughter was trying to make her own money or fundraise or that she might be a little more. Or how about that the dad was trying to do something? Either. Right. He calls her back and says, mom will pay for half if you'll pay for the other half. What? Right. He's how old is he? I don't, Did it say? I don't know. He's an adult with three children. Right, right. And a wife. And, okay, mom's a stay-at-home mom. Here's an idea. Maybe what? she needs to get a job. Right. Like, I get the whole stay-at-home parent thing, but there's two of them. Someone's got to. Somebody's got to work. Someone's got to be working. Somebody. That, Anybody. That cheer skirt doesn't pay for itself. <laughs> doesn't. Oh, my gosh. But at the same time, I don't like that she was like, I'm just done. And I can see her being like, I'm turned off by this whole situation. I feel taken advantage of, which I'm assuming is why she didn't pay the April tuition. Right. But at well, the same time, like, you did agree to that. Can she still be on the team and not go to the competition? I don't really know how that works. But it sounds Again, like. don't have talented children. I have indoor kids. I mean, she's texting. <laughs> indoor kids. She's texting the husband. Or he, he's texting the husband. He's. It says here. I'm literally begging my sister, mm-hmm. and and he's not giving her any space, any time to think about it. And then he, she's like, I'm not a bank. I'm done. And then the wife tes- texts something snarky. I think that might have been the point where it's like, you know what? Yeah. We're giving you a huge handout, and, and then you're going to yeah. and then send, like, crying pig. Like, they are so manipulative. And I feel like places probably have some scholarship program, or mm-hmm. if you can't, like, there's got to be other options. Yeah. But I feel like she had a good thing. This kid had a good thing going for her and the dad and mom screwed it up by being by being just I mean, that pushed it so unfair. And and to say, well, you know, it's a it's a cheer competition. So you need to pay for our whole family to go on vacation. It's part of it. Mm -hmm. No, I don't think so. Or how about, you know, if you could help with her portion. Right. You know, like bring something to the table. Because usually you like I've heard of you send the kid with. Like the team, or there's another right. family you've gotten to know. Can mm-hmm. we send her with you? Mm-hmm. You still have to pay for the plane ticket, but that's a, yeah. not well, a whole shebang. Yeah. I mean, we Disneyland sent, tickets. Yeah. They're like, well, we're there. So Katie went to a dance competition um, and they took, they went, I think they went to Disneyland and yeah. they flew them and everything. And a, their couple parents went as chaperones, but you know, you don't, <laughs> that's so pretentious. <laughs> We've got to go on vacation now. So we're going to need you to get that credit card out. Speaking of, 
cheerleaders in infancy. Should we should we hop back over to where we so rudely got kicked out of our podcast studio when we were talking about parenting trends last week? Last week. Oh yeah. For um yes. the barren truth. The barren truth. <laughs> we remember the little guy, the the kid that came up and gave us the like the eyeballs pointing at his wrist at his watch yeah we know what time it is there is nobody else in this whole building we have six minutes that's last week so yeah let's go back to that our our topic was what new parent what parenting trend Mm -hmm. do you hate the most and i we just kind of started talking and then um and i feel like i was talking so fast because i wanted to say everything i wanted to say yeah, so let's dive back into that. Because I feel like one of mine is what I see, like I see on Facebook. My kid is 10 months old. Like, what soccer program can I get him into? I'm like, whoa. Why are we trying to put our kids in every sport and dance and cheerleading when they literally, like, their head is as big as the rest of their body still? <laughs> they cannot reach up and touch they their can't hands. touch their fingertips <laughs> over their fat heads. And we're putting them in point shoes? Oh, no. What's happening? This reminds me of something that I need to bring up next week, but I'm not going to bring it up now or it's going to be not good. Okay. Okay? Just mental note. Okay. Okay. I'm excited. Thank you. Okay. Um, Yeah. Why? So I really am not one to talk because Lainey is currently doing cheer. Nope. Oh, gosh. (laughs) She's doing dance, gymnastics, and piano. Right. Um, Dance two days a week. But this is the thing. In fairness, I did not want this. Right. I fought it. You were not pushing for this. I resisted. Yep. And the only thing that I'm kind of pushing is the piano because I feel like that's she should have Stay a skill. Stay on it. Stay on the piano. Um, yeah, that's it. But she loves it and she wants to do it. But it's like anytime she starts getting like slackish, like, oh, I don't really want to go. Cool. Let's take you out. Let's like there's no pressure. Yep. There is no pressure for you, for me to spend that $300 a month for you to do all of these, <laughs> these stupid things. Exactly. And it's not even the overscheduling. It's the, it seems like it's the age. Right, right, right. In which things seem to be getting so serious. Like, let your kids be kids. Well, let them choose. Let them choose. And then you also see moms like, my kid is, you know, 18 months or whatever. How can I teach them to read? I'm like, how about you just don't? <laughs> remember <laughs> remember the one lady that wrote, how, um, I, how do you teach your kids to talk or something? Yes. And we're like, oh, you, it usually just kind of happens organically. You, ju- you talk to them? Yeah, like, slow down, sister. And someday they will talk back. But, yeah, it's like, you know, these parents that are pushing, pushing, pushing their kids to be in something mm-hmm. just for the sake of being in it. There's no, like, like seeing their kids have a liking for something or, or maybe a, a talent for something mm-hmm. and then pursuing it. It's just like, what? where can I shove this big-headed child <laughs> You know, six hours a week outside of, you know? <laughs> yeah. I it, It's just, it's so, it's weird to me. Yeah. I don't know. I'm old school, but it just doesn't seem like we need to be getting our kids in, involved in things so, so early. young. And I remember also being, you know, like when we were in high school, you could decide like as, you know, a ninth grader, be like, hey, I think I want to play football. Yeah. And then you could try out for the football team. And now it's like, if you are going to play football in high school, you better be in peewee, like, at 8. Oh, like, if you're yes. not starting when peewee starts at 8, you're probably not going to stand a chance. No. And so it's like, you you know, it, it narrows down this opportunity because so many kids can't, they don't have the means and the support to do those things right. when it costs extra money and it's extra, it's outside it's of school and so all those kinds expensive. of things. Yeah. And so you have this, the, it narrows this pool down to these just you know, kids that have, you know, opportunity. It just, I don't, makes me sad. So it's kind of sad. And then like, you'll hear some sports, I think cheer is one of them where it's like, they're so involved in like the club ones. They don't even do the school one. Mm -hmm. Like the school one is like when I was growing up, like you just did school sports. Everybody wanted to be, yeah. On the school team, like I made the team and now it's like, well, do I even have time for school? Cause I'm doing all the traveling all over for different Yeah, it's fair. It's I think there's just such a fine balance, and so many parents don't do well um, 
And like I said, maybe if my kids were like really excelled at something, that would be different. And I would yeah. go, I really need to support. This is their passion. They love it. But as it is, it's like I'm like, go out. Like I'm kicking my kids mm-hmm. out of the house to try something all the time. <laughs> like, like You have to walk. You have to get up and walk. <laughs> I don't think Super Mario like. Is a sport. Ha- yeah. Like. I, although they do have college like teams for video games now. Which is, yeah. Yeah. No, but I think I mean I think really what kind of what you're getting at is that it's um like it's it's more about giving kids opportunity to choose and not rushing them into something. And and for those who are passionate about sports that are athletic and that's their jam, awesome. But yeah. but so much of it is like, well, my parents put me in, you know, and this is kind of Right. Or let them try a bunch of things. Yeah. I don't know. Or don't try to live through your kids. Don't live vicariously through your kids. It's stupid. No. Um, okay. What else? I, I was looking um, online to find some parenting trends, some parenting trends that are gross. Okay. And somebody <laughs> posted. Um, it said, what, what thing do you, um, what parenting trend do you disagree with? And this person writes, not slapping it. What? <laughs> He says, just once, of course, if he messes up badly. Oh, my gosh. And then he says, I don't mean beating the crap out of him. I was raised with slapping from both my parents, and neither am I a murderer, a liar, or have ever been scared of them. It's a benefit if not used as punishment for any step aside. For any step aside. That That's mean? a weird way to word it. But, yeah, I mean, just a little discipline. Yeah. yeah. A little discipline. You know, you don't have to beat your kids. So but. I'm not, mm-hmm. uh, I don't spank. I don't, mm-hmm. like, I am, that is not my parenting style uh-huh. at all. So I, I actually, I disagree with that one. But you got to find what works for you. Right. Like, and you've I, got, you've got to find some. And I disagree with them saying not slapping it. <laughs> not slapping it. <laughs> it is, it, it, this it is a human. Um, <laughs> not slapping yeah, it. Yeah. Because so you, you do see all the, like, People like in the generation older than us like post these things on Facebook about, well, we got hit with belts and this and this. And I'm like, and how many of you need some serious therapy? Like, are you okay? (laughs) How's that working out? Are you okay? Yeah, I've never, I mean, I have swatted a kid's butt a time or two. Yeah. But we've just never, I don't know. We've just never really done that. (laughs) And a slap is like a Will Smith reaction. Like like a well-timed. This is going to happen if you don't do this or do do this swat on the butt. Mm-hmm. It's different than an anger smack. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Although my kids could fear me a little bit more, yeah. I'm just going to say. Yeah. If they thought they were going to get slapped, would they? That, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, another one is st- sticking your kid on a leash. Okay. You know how I feel about leashes. I know. I had a leash I am. Kid, morally opposed to leashing your children. I had a leash kid. I no, I am not about the leash. It's horrific. I I'm not going to excuse it, but <laughs> I think we might have even had a leash kid at Disneyland one time. I can't remember. I think you did. I think that's where we I think we've had this conversation before and you leashed up at a at Disneyland or something. Which, you know, I mean, I kind of understand that. But I had runners. They were runners. <laughs> we got a runner. We got a runner. But like when you just see average day-to-day people just walking around the grocery store with their kid leashed up. It's so weird. I'm like, that. you're just being lazy now. Yeah. Right. Take an active role. <laughs> um, somebody else said not educating your kids about sex because it's uncomfortable. Uh, 1,000%. Yeah. yeah. We just need to let's talk about that a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, this one says, my sister-in-law preoccupies her kids and has since birth with a tablet. He's oh. now 12. He has no friends and zero interpersonal skills. He takes oh. his iPad to dinner, to grandma's, to church, and never talks to anyone. It's very sad to see. That is very scary. The other one um, that a lot of people talked about was people who put their kids on phones or tablets and then they turn them up so loud that like you're sitting in a restaurant and the kid like yes. it's blaring so loud. Yeah. There are times when it's so nice to be able to hand that over. You know, yeah. airplanes, road trips, where yeah. it's like, you have you need that. that. Yeah. But headphones, yeah. people, be a pro- AirPods. I mean, I guess this called? isn't really parenting skill. Well, kind of. I mean, No, it is because people use tablets as, as their parenting. As their nannies. Uh-huh. Um, this one said, for me, it's the long letters written to, written to their kids, posted on their Facebooks, on pages on their birthday or whatever. Like if this is genuinely for your kid, write it to them with a paper and pen or read it to them instead of sharing it on Facebook. It's obviously about your ego. Okay. I can see that. So, which is, I mean, I, I see that some, I post to my kids and stuff on Facebook occasionally, but 
I mean, you know, it's like when it's their newborn baby that's like six months old, and it's like, you were beautiful from the moment you were conceived. Like, who do you think that baby's reading it? That baby's not reading it. No. Although I created Facebook accounts for my kids when they were babies, so I could do stuff like that and tag them and, so that when yeah. they grew up, they could look at their page and see which is, all that yeah, stuff. Which I, and I like different. to write, like, I don't do it to them necessarily, mm-hmm. but I write, like, this is what they like and this is yeah. something about them so that I can go back and look at and it. And that's different because then that's not just doing it for the ego thing. But, I mean, so much. Of, I mean, everything that people post on Facebook is oh, so just egocentric anyway. So. I hate the spouse ones more than the kid one. Like... The love letter to your spouse on Facebook, mm-hmm. those make me gag a little bit. Yeah. Why are these people closing up? <laughs> We're still here. Is it 5 o'clock? <laughs> um, okay, let's see. This is kind of, okay, let me read you this. Okay. This says, <clears throat> my wife and I are at the end of the rope with this conundrum. So they're, they want their questions answered. <clears throat> Sorry, I feel like I have to cough. Bless you. Okay. Um, my wife and I are good friends with this other couple before we all had kids. We would go do the typical adult fun things all the time. The other husband and I would go do man things, and the girls would have their girls' nights, and no one ever skipped a beat. They were the first to have a child, which more or less started the baby fever amongst our group of friends. And fast forward five years, we all have multiple children, and life is generally good. The current issue, the kids are now at the age where we as parents need to set limits and be firm to make sure the rules are adhered to. Different people have different ways of doing that. The issue here is that our friends let their kids run the show entirely. They cave to every want and wish their kids have for any reason. These kids know that all they have to do is have a tantrum long enough and loud enough, and it's a matter of time before the parents cave and they get what they want. Mm -hmm. It is a complete free-for-all, and here, here are some specific examples. They have tantrums when the dinner menu isn't what they want, and they throw the food everywhere until they are given what they want, Oh, which they always do without fail. Like, they don't want to eat chicken nuggets. They want a buffet of candy instead. Oh, my gosh. On outings, the kids want whatever trinket is being sold on the vendor cart. They'll make a huge embarrassing scene until the parents cave and give it to them, which they always do. Both kids refuse to go to bed until they are damn good and ready, which means that (laughs) bedtime isn't until 2 a.m. most (gasps) nights in their house. So when they're together on the weekends or whatever. <clears throat> oh, and that's the worst when you're like tr- trying to talk to your friends and their kids are up. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, go to let's bed. put the kids to bed at seven thirty. Yeah, please. yeah. Um, the older one curses. This kid is five years and tells people that that he doesn't like to go f yourself. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> the younger one gets violent when it's time to share toys. He doesn't just push. The little demon throws UFC highlight worthy <gasps> KO haymakers if another child <laughs> tries to play with one of his toys. One night, I flipped out on them for allowing that to happen as my son was on the receiving end of it. Oh, yeah. Um, So he says, these are just a few examples. There's no discipline whatsoever with these children, and here's my issue. It's rubbing off on mine. Yep. When one of the other kids is starting um, down the road of morphing in Satan's spawn, my (laughs) my son is only a few minutes behind, and the day is ruined. It then takes a full day of war in our home to pull our son out of the literal demon possession that he was led into by the other kid. Yep. I reluctantly brought this up to the parents a couple of times, and their only reaction is to tell me that I can discipline their kids if I want to because their kids don't listen to them. Oh. I don't know what to say to that. They aren't my kids, and I have a family of my own to raise, much less raise theirs for them. My wife and I are at the point where we're about to end a longstanding friendship with these people if they can't get their kids in line. And in the end, this is to protect our own children from these two little nightmares. Has anyone else experienced something like this nightmare? Is cutting ties with people we call close friends the only solution? Uh, Yeah, that is hard, but it's legit. Right. Uh, Kids will 1,000% pick up on that behavior and start doing it. And yeah, Yeah. I don't want... It's ruined. That would be ruining your time together. Right. And and the thing is, I mean, anybody who comes from uh, a family that ha- parents are divorced and you have kids that are going back and forth to moms or dads, um, I mean, you see how quickly kids sort of um, flip into like the new surrounding and the new schedule and everything. And so I remember when my, my older kids were little, having them come back from a weekend being gone. Uh-huh. And it's almost like it would take a day or two to kind of like get back in the normal these are the expectations routine. this is the yeah. rules yeah and it wasn't that it you know that anything was good or bad or whatever but i mean it was just you know kids they they acclimate to their situation yeah. and then yeah i mean they yeah they bring it home and so for this 
That, yeah, no. Even my 10-year-old has a couple friends that she gets done playing with them, and I'm like, oh, no, no, no. We are not doing that. I hear that voice that your friend does, little baby talk, or mm-hmm. like she's got a friend that does kind of baby talk. I'm like, uh-uh. Yep. Nope, we're not doing that. So I think this needs to be a friendship where it's date night, it's adult date nights. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and maybe that's, and I don't even know, like, that's hard to navigate because do you have the conversation with your friends yeah. that say, you know what? Every time my kids hang around your kids, they are assholes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or do you just start saying, you know, let's do an adult night. I really and... need a night out. Just adults. Like, let's get a babysitter. Let's, yeah. And go and do things. Because that's unbearable. I mean. But really, when your kids are little, like, your friends, a lot of your get-togethers are. With your Hey, kids. bring the family yeah. over. Yeah. So, oh. Yeah. That's but hard, huh? You are justified. In... Yeah. And the thing, one of the things that drives me nuts is the, the bedtime thing, mm-hmm. right? This idea that kids can't, I have, we have never, I'm going to jinx it. We've <laughs> never really had an issue with our kids going to bed at night. Yeah. I mean, it's always been like, like we have been very set on, I mean, our, I mean, like Link, our older kids, it, obviously that's different, but like with our little kids, it was like, this is, they knew that this was the routine and that even if you don't want to go to bed, that that's kind of what you do. Yeah. We didn't have like hour long battles with kids no. to go to bed. Mm-mm. We just didn't, we just, that we put our foot down with that. Yeah. And so it's hard, especially when you're with somebody and like you've done the kid thing and now the kids are going to bed and you want to have that time to yeah. yourself and the adult oh, time. So gross. Yeah, I, yeah, we're the same way. Up until a certain age, mm-hmm. it's like if you're not tired, you're you're still in bed. Yeah, I can't make you sleep. You do you. But I can make you go to bed. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So. Yeah. So basically, nightmare children is what yeah. we do. That's what we're about. That's what we're not about. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, we'll come up with our next question for you to weigh in on, and we will post it. So follow us there, so you can weigh in, please. And weigh in on this one, too. Yeah. We want to know what you hate. (laughs) We're not the only people that hate stuff. We know we're not. Okay. Okay. Was that it? That's everything. That's all that I have. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Happy Easter, everybody. Yes, and goodbye. Goodbye. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at TruthFairiesPod. And send us an email at TruthFairiesPod at gmail.com. Truth Fairies is hosted and produced by Brooke Flake and Jamie Garn. Original music by Greg Hale. 